Well, greetings, fellow travelers. Welcome to The Eclectic Monk, Season 2. Appreciate you guys uh, being patient while I was away on hiatus. I'm not exactly sure what hiatus means, but I, I think I was on one. And uh, partly it was because my greenhouse slash office slash studio slash creative spot uh, was occupied by kittens. That's right. We had a stray cat that came up and had kittens, and the kittens were put into the greenhouse to keep them from being eaten by hawks, which live around us in the woods. So it was a humanitarian gesture, but it robbed me of my spot on the planet. But I've got it back. And I guess there's been some comments I've made over the last couple of months that uh, would lead people to think that I hate cats. That's not true. I do not hate cats. I actually like cats just fine. I don't love cats, and I am not a cat person. But on this episode of The Eclectic Monk, I want to share with you one cat that I truly did love. His name was Spike. So don't go anywhere. This one will be entertaining, I promise. Hey man, how do you feel? Groovy? Far out? Or do those aches and pains have you like on a major bummer, man? Damn, maybe just okay. Well, the cool folks at Astral Farsica have just the thing to bring you back to that place where you want to be. Magic Mood Lotion. This smooth, creamy lotion contains CBD, Delta 8, and the newly discovered Epsilon 420, man. It's guaranteed to make your pain go away and your mood go far out. So what hurts? Your knee? Rub a little magic mood lotion on it and experience something all new. Don't wait. Call now. Order your magic mood lotion. Today, start feeling groovy again. Magic mood lotion is not legal in all states. Check your local regulations. Side effects include localized rash, swelling of the glands, discomfort in the nether regions, radical mood swings, painful rectal itch, possible loss of consciousness, and an unnaturally elevated mood that may lead to poor decision-making and could ultimately cause death. Call now, 1-800-NEW-MOOD and get your magic mood lotion. That's right, the miracle in a bottle is just one phone call away. Allow six to eight weeks for delivery. Astrofarsica is not responsible for side effects or legal issues. Use only as directed. So the story of Spike actually begins with uh, Jamie and I moving out of the first apartment we had lived in alone together. And she moved in with her sister because uh, she was tired of living with me. And 
I moved in wherever I could find because I just needed a place to go and uh, bounced to my dad's for a couple of days and slept with some friends you know, on their couch and ended up at my buddy Tom's apartment. He needed a roommate and I needed a room and it worked out great. So uh, I moved in there with him. And it wasn't long after that, uh, a couple of months, that Jamie decided that she would rather live with me than live with her sister, which was cool. Uh, in the meantime, her sister's cat had had kittens. And that's where we got Spike. And uh, so we moved in. She moved in with me uh, at Windy Hill, and the cat came. Um, he was a black cat with white paws and a white chest and a little white on his chin. And he was just something else. This was a, a crazy little cat. Like I said, we lived with Tom, and Tom was a bartender. Now, Jamie and I both had, like, normal jobs, early morning jobs. Uh, she worked at a hotel. I worked delivering office supplies. And so we were kind of like, you know, had these Monday through Friday, you know, jobs. Tom was working nights, of course, and he would get home about 2 o'clock in the morning. And Spike would literally stalk him. He, he hunted Tom, uh, his feet, actually. Uh, Tom would be walking down the hall about 2.30 in the morning with his feet, uh, bare feet, and Spike would come out of wherever, under the couch, around the corner, out of the bathroom, and attack Tom's feet, which would lead Tom to uh, let go with a string of expletives. Um, and you can fill in the blanks there. Uh, this is a family-friendly podcast, so I'm not going to tell you exactly what he generally said, but just think the worst and uh, and then add some words in that. It's probably about close. We got uh, woke up many, many nights by Tom screaming at the cat who had uh, attacked his feet again. That's just the kind of cat that Spike was. But then we had a friend, David, who did hate cats. I mean, he hated cats which meant that Spike loved him. Anytime David was around, Spike would climb in his lap, get up on the couch behind him, sit on his shoulder, climb on his head. He would do anything he could to get as close to David as he could possibly get. And David did everything he could to stay as far away from Spike as he could. And uh, Spike always won because he was very, very persistent. And he did it out of sheer meanness. He knew David hated him. And it brought him great delight to torment our friend. That's just the kind of cat that he was. One thing he did while we were living in those apartments, they, we were on the third floor of these apartments, and, and the buildings were made of stucco, right? It's not brick, not wood, not shingles, stucco. And we were on the top floor, which means that our patio was a little bit larger than the second floor patio. You know, so that when it rained, there was a bit of an overhang so that the second floor didn't get wet with stuff running off of our patio. So it was quite the surprise the day that the door, uh, someone knocked on the door and it was the, the girl who lived below us in the second floor. And she said, is this your cat? And I said, why, that is my cat. He was out on the patio. And she said, well, no, he was actually on my patio and I'm on the second floor. And she and I walked out onto my patio and looked around and uh, for the life of us could not figure out how he managed to get to the second floor. We could, he could have fallen all the way to the ground, I would have understood that, but to get to the second floor, 
Well, that was a little bit magical. But that was Spike. He was a little bit magical. Um, then there was the time that I found my kite string was missing. I, I used to fly kites. I still like to fly kites. I enjoy flying kites. I always have. And I had a really nice kite. And I uh, turned around one day and my kite string was missing. And a couple of days later, I look over and there's a little piece of string hanging out of my cat's rear end. Yes, that's exactly right. A little piece of string hanging out of the cat's rear end. Now, the only thing that I could do, of course, was start pulling the string. The cat did protest. Spike was not happy about having me grab hold of him and start pulling the string out of his tail end. Um, But I had to get it out. And so I started pulling and, and I got about a foot of string out of the cat. And then it stopped. And I pulled, you know, tug, 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 and finally had to pull it really hard, and out came this gigantic knot of kite string where the stupid cat had eaten my kite string, and then he couldn't pass it without a little help from me. It was a bonding moment for Spike and I. I I really felt much closer to him after that, and he hated me just a little bit more. He was plotting my demise the entire time, uh, and that gave him extra reason to, to hate me. Got a few more Spike stories to share with you. So, hey, don't go anywhere. See? I love that cat. I don't hate cats at all. I'll be back in a minute. As I said, Spike, Spike was just... A really, really interesting animal, and he had such personality. Um, he was a lot of fun. There was this one time that Jamie had brought home a plum cake from the bakery. You know, a nice little cake in the white box that you know, with the flaps that go into the side of the box, and a piece of tape on the lid, right, to to keep it shut. And she brought it home, and. We, you know, she showed me, I got this cake and we're going to eat it the next day. So we got up and went to work, got home, opened up the box and the entire top of that cake had been eaten off. Like the quarter inch, the, the, the glazed topping, the plum topping on the top of this cake was completely gone. But Jamie swears that the cake box was closed and taped when she got home from work. I got home a little bit later and she's standing there looking at it going, how could this possibly happen? Did you do this? She stared at me and accused me of eating the top of the cake. I assured her I had not done such a thing. I would have just cut the cake and had a big hunk of it. I like plum cake. The only thing we've ever been able to figure out, and this was, you know, 40 years ago, The only thing we could figure out is that cat untaped the box, opened the lid, ate the top of the cake, and then closed the lid and retaped it. Now I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Mark, that's impossible. There is no way a cat could do such a thing. But you don't know Spike. Spike was able to do a lot of miraculous 
things. And the only explanation that we still have is Spike ate the cake and closed the box. We do know this. Our, our phone went out in that same apartment. This was a long time ago. That you know, We had landlines. Uh, you know, there were no cell phones, you know, none of this cool technology we have today. Uh, and, and the phone quit. And so Jamie had called and the technician came to your house like they used to do. Uh, and he came in and he called her and uh, she was at work. And he said, well, I've, I figured out what was wrong with your phone. I fixed it. He said, your cat chewed through the phone line. So, oh, well, that's great. Stupid animal. Cost us 50 bucks to get that fixed. And then he said, as a matter of fact, he's swinging from the chandelier right now. True story. This is what the phone technician actually told Jamie. That's the kind of cat that Spike was. After that, we moved into a house. Uh, we were renting a house. And we got our first dog. We got uh, Sunny, who was a, a yellow lab great, great dog, and I've got a lot of great stories about her. Uh, but of course, she was just a puppy, and Spike was the alpha predator in the house. There was no doubt about it. He tormented that dog. Uh, he hunted her. He chased her, uh, and she was very, very, very afraid of cats because of Spike. Now, one of the things that happened uh, right before we moved into that house, uh, Jamie was bringing groceries into the apartment, and we were up on the second floor, and there's a little breezeway, you know, and she was up there, and Spike had come out of the apartment, and there was another cat that was out, and they got into a fight right there in front of our door. And Jamie <clears throat> didn't even really think about it. She just kind of jumped in, tried to grab Spike, and of course, that was the wrong thing to do. You never get in the middle of a cat fight. And it's the only time that he truly scratched either one of us badly. He really scratched her pretty bad because, you know, she got into the middle of a fight. Um, but we noticed we lived in the rental house for about a year, and then we bought our first house. And we uh, we had gotten married, we bought a house, and we noticed that Spike had started really kind of slowing down. He wasn't doing very well. He was losing weight, and he had uh, he had some open sores that would not heal. And turned out that he had feline leukemia, which we assume he caught uh, from the fight that he had with that other cat. That's the only time that we are aware that he ever had uh, interactions with another cat, and it was the kind of disease that cats caught from one another. And um, he really began fading fast. We, we got into the, our house, and, uh, and he just went downhill. And so it was just a few months in that I had to take him to the vet and uh, make that very hard decision to have Spike put down. He was the first animal that I ever had to have put down. And uh, I'm not going to lie, I drove home uh, crying like a child who had just lost his best friend. Uh, because I had, really. He was my baby. Spike was, he was our child. And um, one of the hardest, hardest things that I ever did was have have Spike put down, but it was the right thing to do. He was not going to get any better, and he was really suffering. So we still miss him, and uh, we have uh, at Christmas time we've got a little um, a little music box that looks just like him, and we pull it out every year and remember Spike, the best cat I ever had. I, I loved him. 
And, you know, again, I don't hate cats. I've just never found another cat nearly as cool as Spike. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode and hope you'll uh, keep listening as season two progresses. Got a lot more stories to tell, a lot more interesting things to delve into, and uh, certainly want to uh, keep the community growing. So I appreciate you being out there. And until we meet again, uh, all nine of you continue to inspire me. And I hope that you'll travel well, that you'll enjoy your journey, and never, ever doubt that you're deeply loved and deeply appreciated from at least one old hippie who's happily sitting in his greenhouse again, kitten-free. Hallelujah. Hey, we'll see you next time. Till then, God bless. Oh yeah, lest I forget, here's a quick shout out to Cousin Lonnie, uh, who jumped in and and uh, turned out a podcast while I was missing in action. Thanks, man. I really do appreciate it. And uh, we got to get together soon. Take care of yourself out there, man. Talk to you later. Hey, guys, I really do appreciate you listening to the podcast. Hope you'll continue to support me. Uh, keep tuning in and keep checking out the content that we've got coming your way. A lot of cool stuff in the future. And do me a favor, like this podcast, subscribe to it, and uh, share it on social media and just word of mouth. Help us grow it. The more people we can get hanging out in this community, the better. Right now, I still love all nine of you and appreciate each and every one of you each and every day. Till we meet again, God bless. We'll see you soon.